Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Round 5 team lists. Can you believe it's already been a month? Very excited to get into this one. There's plenty of craziness, especially from the Tigers. Does anyone else spend the first little few seconds deciphering the three players at the front and what that means to your teams, because I definitely do. I'm like, Drew Hutchison, what does that mean for Suali'i? But then I forgot that Manu is out for a week. So we'll get into that very shortly because the Roosters play the Eels in the first game of the week. So we do see that. So Manu is out for one week, guys. So what we really wanted from him is to probably have a 30 or 40 this week, lose a bit of cash, and then we could pick him up in round six or seven. Unfortunately, we don't get to see that happen, but he's still a clear good option, guys. He's priced under 50 at the moment. So definitely look towards him over the next few weeks. The Roosters are very interesting, like I spoke about in that previous video. So check that out, the three-game impact video there. But Tedesco, someone that you should be clearly looking at getting into your side. They do have a tougher one this week with the Eels, but then it does get a tad easier from there. You'd hope so anyway. They've had some very tough outings uh, the first bunch of weeks. So Teddy, a, a great option over the next few. Guys like Sammy Walker as well in the number seven jersey, I think is a great option. He's scoring at 52 and a half. And he's priced under that in the six, 600k mark there. So get around Walker as well if you're looking for a gun half. If you don't have the money for guys like Cleary or Hines or these types of players, then Walker's your guy. But I know a lot of people will be trying to save up cash or maybe look to even move on from guys like Sammy Walker to get to a Nico Hines. If you have Joseph Suali'i there, I think he's a clear hold this week. If you have the extra center or the wing fullback you can loop him in this first game so you play him in the five and then you have one of those non-players if you have one of them or any non-player can go in that four jersey obviously in the interchange or if you have like a tommy talao who's not playing you can slot him into the centers or the wing fullback there and get a good score or hopefully yeah, hopefully a good score but if he if he happens to go poor you just play one of those other options there so that's how you could do that in the first game if you still own Brandon Smith now, he has lost a lot of cash, but I still think he's a trait. He's just not going to get the minutes that we hope for, and he's still going to be battling through a little bit of an injury. Even though he's had the rest, it seems to take multiple weeks to improve anything in those uh, ribs, and he wouldn't be able to train completely properly uh, and the like there. So Egan Butcher, another one of those guys that you could potentially move on, but now that he's back playing, if you still hold on to him, you could hold him for this game and see how he plays. He can't go as bad 
as he did in those first three. We know what type of caliber he is as, is as a player, and he could definitely improve from there. But yeah, that's the general thoughts on the Roosters at the moment. Eels on the other side of the ball. Not so many changes for them. You've got Simonson in the wing. Not something you want to look at. Will Penasini, a great option going forward in the centers. Dylan Brown and Moses. I would have Moses ahead of Brown as an option in this one. Just very interesting in the forwards this week. We were potentially hoping for Matt Dury to start on the edge for Ryan Madison. Madison played through the middle like he has for the last year or so. But they've got uh, Wiremu Greg there in the starting jersey. So I'm a little bit iffy on that one. I have a good feeling that Madison will start in the middle and we'll see Dury in from the interchange onto the starting side. Obviously, with this being the first game of the round, this is very good news for us to be able to make that final decision. If Dury ends up starting on the interchange bench and we know our man Sean Lane is going to be back eventually, that Dury is probably a trade-out if he's on the interchange and he can use his cash that he's developed and he's built up to be able to move on to someone else. So that's that there. And with that news, Sean Lane is not back yet and he's not even in the reserves. So good news for Cartwright owners. If you don't own Cartwright, I still think it's really, really risky to be able to pick him up now. But with him not even close, not even in the reserves at all, there's a chance to get probably a couple more weeks out of Cartwright. And even when he comes back, maybe Madison is the one that moves to the middle, especially with Junior Parlo there. He's having a couple of weeks on the sidelines. That's the news there. Jermaine Hopgood, still a great captaincy option in this week, especially with Junior out. Looks like he'll play big minutes with this type of interchange available there. Josh Hodgson and Brendan Hands. They're the two guys we need to think about here. Josh Hodgson is a clear trade out. Brendan Hands is not currently in the top 30. There was an article where Brad Arthur was speaking about him. And at the moment, there's no guarantee that he gets in that top 30. We saw that saw that with Trent Peoples last year that we got him in our side, and then he, you know, he, you can have replacements for injuries and suspensions, but then when players come back, they are reverted back to a non-playing. You know, they can't play basically if they're outside that 30, unless there's injuries or suspensions. So that could happen to Brendan, considering he doesn't have a top 30 spot. So it would be a risk picking him up this week. But I understand why he'd like to, at his cheap price there, pick him up and get some of his cash rises, use him as a cash down, and you know, let him do a good job. I don't know if he'd play him week to week as well. That's the only other thing. It's like if you're trading someone like that in who's risky, you probably want them to be scoring sort of 35 plus. And I doubt that he'll do that week to week. He did score a try last week, uh, which you know, won't happen every week for sure. Raiders v Panthers. I think this is the week you clearly go back to Cleary as captain. Unless you have Nico Hines on your side, I think Cleary's your man this week. They're missing Jack Whiten, who's going to be out for two weeks. So I think that's really going to hurt them. You know, having no proper fullback, no offense to Sebastian Chris. We have Frawley and Fogarty playing together. You'd obviously want Whiten in this team. They haven't been playing that great. That's how you'd want this to play out. Forwards are still good. You obviously got Josh Papali'i back there. Tarpany playing well. Hudson Young back to some of his best form and a really solid bench there. But I still think that the Pan Penrith Panthers are going to come down to uh, Raiderland in Canberra and take away this win. Big news on the Panther side is the fact that Zach Hosking is named. It doesn't give us the clear indication that he's going to be there long term because Luke Garner has been rested, it sounds like, for niggling injuries, which whatever you want to decipher that to mean. Uh, but Scott Sorensen will start on the edge for the first time in a good while. So Hosting the clear best option here, obviously, with uh, with our man Liam Martin out as well. But how long Martin's going to be out, he is not in the reserves either. So 
Sounds like it might have been a decent injury. So you'd expect at least a couple of weeks out of Hosking at worst, one to two weeks at worst. Uh, obviously, with that ridiculously low break even, he'll be able to score super well. He has all of his games when he plays big minutes at 55 and above, which is crazy. He had one really poor game in the interchange, but he's going to play big minutes in this one. Looks like he'll play on the right with Cleary, and hopefully we get a Cleary try assist for a nice Zach Hosking try this week. So I think he's still a clear, great option. He's got plenty of money to make. If he does get this long-term and you do miss him, you will forever rue the day because he will score well. He will make lots of cash. If, you know, on the odd chance that he doesn't keep the spot over Lugana, like he comes out and gets injured or something like that, then that's the only reason why you would look to leave him out of your side and not bring him in. Don't, you know, mess up your whole team to get him in. There should be a bunch of mid-range guys that you can go straight to. If you left a fair bit of cash in the bank, you could go straight to them as well. But yeah, Zakowski, I think, is a great buy this week. It doesn't come without risk, but still a great option. Guys like Brian To'o, still a solid guy to have in your squad. Dill Edwards, you'd expect a 50 average from him. He is priced under that at the moment by about 50K. So that's something there to think about. Fish Harris had a cracking week last week. I wouldn't be looking at purchasing Scott Sorensen. I'd say he'd be the first one to go out of him and Hosking back to the bench in his normal middle forward role because he does that so well. Guys like Tom Starling, I'd avoid this one. And what you do with someone like Sonny Luke... Look, you can hold him. He's going to be out for one week. He'll be back straight in the side. So if you expect him to potentially make a little bit of cash, still going forward, he didn't score terribly, thankfully. He wasn't on there for many minutes and still scored over 10. So that was very helpful. And Jordi Rapana is back for the Raiders. For the Bunnies and the Storm, the Buns don't change too much. You had Saluk Fafita, Jacob Host not playing big minutes, and they both maintain their spot in this side, Cam Murray is there in the 13 role. I've had so many messages about Cam Murray trading him out to Nico Hines this week. Cam Murray has lost all of his allotment of cash, I would say, or close to it for the season. I can't see him getting much lower than where he is now at about the 830 mark. 800 would probably be the lowest that I'd expect him to get to. He's averaging 58. He's priced accordingly. I think he'll be completely fine going forward. You're owning Michael Cheekham here. Look, there's every chance that he could start in this one or still play big minutes. And, you know, he still has a very, very low break even. So I'd be holding Cheekam in this one. If you're owning guys like Isaac Thompson, he's someone that's very, very scary, obviously. But they come up against a slightly lesser side in the Storm. Not, uh, you know, not of years past, but definitely this year. Not playing as well. And I expect that he could do okay this week. He's going to be that up and down scorer, though. So if you can avoid playing him in your starting 17 then that could be a good option. Or maybe you can loop him in or something like that. Try and loop someone else and have to play Isaac Thompson if the other guy doesn't play too well. Isaac Thompson or Warbrick this week? That's the big question mark. I still think that you know Thompson could potentially be a better one than Warbrick, but I see them as very, very much a 50-50 type of uh, player each there. Warbrick obviously had a massive score in him. And Thompson doesn't really have the big one. He has sort of that 40 in his game where Warbrick has a 64 there now. So very, very close as to who you play because Storm up against the Bunnies, I think is going to be a tough one for them. Guys like Isaiah Tass, if you need a good center, he's a cracking option this week. And I would be holding Latrell Mitchell even after his poor outing last week. Lockie Ilias, also one of those guys you could hold with the lower break even. If he scores a 40 plus, he's going to make you some good money. Anything under that, not going to make you a hell of a lot of cash and, you know, has that last game built up his confidence so he can be a better player week in, week out and sort of hit that 40 plus uh, on a regular basis. I hope so because, you know, there's definitely things we could do with him this week. There's also uh, options to trade him to. He's an easy straight swap target for someone like Hosking if you have the half cover. Okay, let's move to the other side and 
Really not too many changes for the Storm. We do see Tom Eisen, who's come from the 18th man into 17th, which he can play middle, he can play edge there. I think the way that they have to play this is continue with the Oro and Katoa there, playing the big minutes on the edge. Split the minutes there, Kamakamika, Welch there, and King. King's playing huge minutes, and I don't know if he needs to play that big. You know, there's him playing massive, massive minutes. He's playing more than Murray on a weekly basis, on average. So if you compare the pair there, Obviously, both have great motors, but does King need to be playing that when they have a lot of options that can play 30 or 40 through the middle there? So I see that that's how I see it happening there. King's still a great option. He's still very much priced high, though, now at over 650. Harry Grant, you expect a bounce back from him. And Jonah Pezzett, would you pick him up? The issue now is that Hughes is back in one more week. So what you do with Pezzett, I wouldn't be trading him in. If you picked him up last week, you, you ride these rises. But other than that, not great. Munstart, solid option. He's just so strong in there as well. George Jennings is in the 21 this week. Still been playing uh, Q-Cup. What do they play? New South Wales Cup, Q-Cup? I'm not sure. I think they play Q-Cup. But yeah, uh, he won't be back, it looks like, this week. But definitely keep an eye out. Thankfully, it's an early game on the Friday. So you can make your decisions there. Okay, the Seagulls. So plenty to talk about here with guys like Morgan Harper being back in the centers. There was a bit of talk of Garrick potentially playing that role. Uh, but he stays on the wing, which is good, I think, for Fantasy and Supercoach. Tom Trebojevic came off a lower score last week. I expect a bounce back here. Didn't expect him to score too well last week against the Bunnies. And you know, he had his chances to do so and didn't get too much. But still a mid to high 30s was solid. He'll still be a keeper throughout the year. Uh, DC had a bounce back as well. So Trebojevic could come out and do the same this week. Those were looking at Carl Lawton. We see Lockie Croker named. And that's what we kind of thought, that it would be a one-week Injury for Lockie Croker, and we wouldn't see Carl Lawton in the side. He's in the reserves there, so I think we can put a line through Lawton as a potential option this week. Hopefully a bounce-back game for Josh LIA, who had a bit of a tough one to finish. K Weeks in the 14 again. You've got Sean Kepi, who's been doing really well. Too late to pick Sean Kepi up now, I think, but if you grabbed him last week, you're very happy with his output there. For the Knights, Lockie Miller, I think, is clearly someone you need to have in your side. He will have a tougher run of it this week up against Manly, but for the 27% that have him, you're very happy with how he's been going, and I think he can continue. Greg Marzu, we spoke about him as potentially being an option. Again, a tougher outing against Manly, but he can still do well regardless because he's such a big body, and if they do well on the inside and he can get one-on-one -on -one with players, he will score tries. He's that good. So Marzu, potential option. If Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You're looking at him 
Jaden Braley is coming into contention across the last yeah, across this last week with a big score, making big tackles in the middle for the Knights. I don't see this changing for him. And he is someone that does play in round 13. He has two kind of weird buys. There's one in 10 and one in 14. So how you, how you look to play that? A uh, great article was out there by uh, the Mikado there by Jason Robson where he spoke about having the combination. So Harry Grant and Jaden Braley, Cook and Braley, these guys that are playing Origin in round 13. Braley can play 13 for you and then you get their return in round 14 when Braley is out. It doesn't really help uh, guys like having Robson and Braley because you can only play 13 players in 13, 16, and 19, the big buys there, and they have to be in their perfect position. So it really doesn't matter about the any of the bench. It has to be 13 from the starting side. So having Braley and having someone like Robson who plays that round 13, not ideal because you can only play one of them. So that's something to think about. Obviously, Braley's underpriced at the moment. He's got about 100K to make at least if he can continue scoring like this. So maybe... You know, one of those guys you can move on in round 13 or something like that. There could be an injury suspension. Most likely is going to happen from from one of them. So I still think you could you could select them. I have Robson and definitely looking at someone like Braley uh, in the next couple of weeks. So that's that. Leo Thompson keeps scoring well. And I think he keeps getting breaks in this one because now they have Kurt Mann out. It looks like Jack John's going to potentially play 13. So Leo Thompson, Matt Croker, if you have them in your side, doing great. You probably have a little bit more of a runway with them, but they are priced up now. Tyson Frizzell is someone I think you should be looking at because he is an underpriced gun. After having his couple of random injuries, head knocks and the like, he comes out and had a big one last week. So he's one of those guys to look at as well. So definitely, you know, the 9, 10, 11 and 16 for the Knights there are potential options in your side. And Lockie Fitzgibbon continues to score really well, strangely enough. I've never seen him have this kind of consistency. Uh, Cole is the one that's out, obviously, for Harper. So I'd be trading him out. Looks like probably five to six weeks with a bad MCL injury. So not good at all there with him. Dragons and the Dolphins, a 5.30 game on the Saturday night. It's going to be a fun one. I think it'll be semi-close, but you'd imagine the Dolphins get up in this one. Dragons have been falling away in the back end of the week. So Hamiso Tabuai Fido is one of those great options. Again, I think, as I said, he's going to be a keeper in the centers. He comes up against the Dragons, but I think he can continue to, to score well there. Tyrell Sloan on the other side of the ball, he had a 27 last week. Still made some cash, and he's still got a low break even. So I'd expect a slightly better score this week coming up against the Dolphins, who shouldn't play as well as what the Sharks did the other night. So for Sloan to still get 27, which is really, really good news for anyone who's looking to own him. Murdoch Masilla was named again in the 11 jersey, guys. So... Surely there's a chance at some point he finally scores decent and picks up a 30 or so. Uh, if you do want to hold him, that's completely okay because he's not going to lose you any cash. He only has the potential to make it, but he continues to score really poorly. So if you want to trade him out, that's completely fine. Jack Bird at 13. A few people are like, oh, do I trade Jack Bird to Levoelu? Save some cash. I get it, but there's a reason you grab Jack Bird. He's going to be that consistent scorer in this 13 jersey, and I doubt that he gets a spell starting off the bench this week, and just nothing really went really went right for him last week. They had 40 put on them as well. So a middle forward is going to miss some tackles uh, when you know, guys are making offloads and, and pushing off him and stuff, and then you know, a lot of time being spent standing behind the post. So Bird will be fine. Jacob Little is someone I'm worried about, though. So if you want to trade him out, I completely understand. You, know, you can go him to a, a Braley if you're looking at that uh, as an easy example there. Jack Bostock comes in for Tessie New, who played with a really bad... MCL or PCL injury uh, last week. So well done to, to Tessie to get through that. 
I spoke about Hammer. We've got Isaiah Katoa, who comes back from his elbow injury. He will still split the kick meters with Milford. Milford loves a long kick, so I'd imagine they keep going with that. And Katoa might take a little bit more control over this team compared to when playing with Sauce, you know, Sean O'Sullivan, who's going to be out for a long time. So Katoa, I wouldn't bring him in, but I can understand why you know, some people are looking at it. He's still fairly cheap. You know, Anyone under 300k that you can get in as a cash down, who looks like his spot is safe in the team, and they get you know gets to play all the way till round 11, potentially could play him in round 13 as well. I can understand why he'd go for it. Not personally for me this week, but I can definitely understand. Tom Gilbert should have a bounce back game this week. Mark Nichols has been good. Mason Teague back to 17 there with Jeremy Marshall King in this side. Again, after his two-week suspension. Is he an option? Eh, he's going to be okay. I doubt he'll go nuts like he did in round one, but that's that. Lemuelo is still a good option, guys. Probably the last week I think you should get him. Just with him getting closer to 500k now. Will he be a 45-point scorer going forward? Potentially, but probably around 40, which leaves him a little bit of cash to make. But just as that solid guy on an edge and could potentially score some good attacking stats here against the Dragons this week. So let's move on to the 7.30 game there. Broncos v. the Tigers. And very excited for a lot of Broncos players in this one. The Reese Walshers, the Farnworths, they're really great options this week. Staggs is a clear hold. What about him getting bailed out the last two games, scoring massive points in the last you know, couple of minutes of a game? So very happy with that if you own Staggsy boy. Reynolds will have a bounce back week, guys. Don't trade him out. I'm seeing some people after his low score. A lot of people being very reactive, and it wasn't the game for Reynolds in this one. Just uh, yeah, a lot, a very low first half for him. Not a lot of ball in play. Lots of errors on their parts and the Dolphins' part. So there was yeah, just no real time for him to kick. No real time for him to to make tackles there. So not ideal at all for him. Payne Haas is going to play through Ramadan like he does every year, and he does great. doesn't really affect him at all, so that's good for Payne there. And then down the line, you've got Carrigan as well, a, a really good option to even bring into your side if you are still looking for a gun middle. Uh, we'll end up talking about the Warriors shortly. There's a bunch of changes there, and you know, people were looking at trading Tohu Harris, but he's actually been named. He is such a warrior. It's crazy. Sounds like you know we haven't heard anything from him, but that was a PCL injury. It looks like you know, it's a four- to six-week injury, but maybe he's semi-okay. And he can kind of work through it. But I don't know why you'd risk him this week when they, they still scored, played well without him last week. It was great. This Tigers side, I can't work them out, seriously. The the starting side's the same. So starting same 13. They wouldn't tell us anything about Bateman's injury. So maybe he's a laid out. I don't actually know. But the bench has completely changed. So you've got Sean Bloor, Offen Galway, and Dane Laurie all missing this week. Alex Seifarth, who played last week, is out as well. Interchange of Simkin, Twal, Matamua, and Stafford Toa. I really like Matamua, and I know a lot of people, other people do as well. But he, this Tigers bench and the way they're playing this is just so risky. And unfortunately for Bloor, good chance he misses out on this one. Obviously, wait to see how things are with John Bateman, and a lot of people were worried about him. I would hold off on bringing Bateman in for that reason, and I would hold off on trading Sean Bloor because... You know, there's every chance he plays this week and low break even, and that could be very helpful there. But Dane Laurie, to miss this side altogether is just, I think, ridiculous because he, I, I felt he was one of their better players over the first few games. And yes, they need to make some changes, but I don't know if Dane Laurie is the man to trade out of this squad. So as much as Dewey tried to do his thing last week, that you know, it, he wasn't really able to help him that much. Wakeham did okay. Yeah, but he's going to have to learn how to, to run the ball a lot more and do plenty of work out there. So let's start with the Warriors here, and there's plenty of changes. Tamati Martin, unfortunately, 
Looks like he's out from that head knock, which is very sad. So he's going to miss this week, and Volkman returns to the sixth position. So what would you do to, with Tamari Martin? I think you need to hold him. Looks like he'll be back next week. He scored really well the last two weeks, and that means he's got a bit more cash to make. So unfortunately, you take the L this week, leave him out of your squad like you did with Chance, and not trade him out. Him, he will come back and hopefully have a good game. And against the Sharks here, it might be a little bit of a bloodbath if they play as well as last week. So might not be the worst thing to have Tamari out, but if you're focusing on him, having him in your starting 17, that is frustrating, and I can give you that there. Okay, the forwards. We see our boy Jackson Ford still named at 11. As I said, Toho Harris named at 13. So not much changes for them apart from the return of Wade Egan, who's had an incredible first three games. And can he continue to do it? I think he can have some type of attacking stats each game. I would not bank on it in this game. So if you're looking to trade him in, I would probably hold off a week. But I would understand why you'd like to look at him this week. All of the Sharks players, guys, they have one more week before the buy. So I still think you should be holding off on guys like Hines. Last week was the week to get him if you wanted to. This week, you're just kind of chasing last week's points, I think. And you know, probably blowing up your team to do so. The amount of people I saw trading out Cam Murray... Uh, Pat Carrigan, these types of players for Nico Hines. And I understand you need to find a lot of cash for him, but I think you should build it up this week and next and then be able to have three or 400K in the bank and do a straight swap from a six or 700K guy to Nico Hines from there. Or you do a downgrade to get that three or 400 or 200 and have a little bit in the bank and then build up to Hines uh, over uh, from round seven. Because you're only going to get him all the way to 13. And then they, you know, he potentially could be an origin if he keeps playing like this. He probably should partner Cleary if he continues to do this because his running game is so important. Yes, they have the nice connection with Luai and Cleary, but Hines is a much better player, I think, and has a, probably a better running game than Jerome Luai and can you know, be a great option in with kicking. Obviously, they'll work out what happens with you know guys like Burton if he plays centers and stuff, but as a kicking option, but I think Hines should be in that spot. So something to think about, but yeah, round seven is the way I'd be playing it. Black Braden Trindle guys is in the 17. So if you're having him, if you hold him, him still, he's still got the negative 10 break even. I think he's going to do a job for you there. I'd be worried about playing Chance in this one. I still think he's got good base on him, but we saw what happened when they played a tougher team in round two. He wasn't scoring very well after 50 minutes before he got the head injury. So yeah, keep an eye on uh, Tohu Harris for late mail. So you could potentially hold him this week. Yeah, I probably wouldn't try to trade him if he's named this week because he's going to be one of those guys you want to hold long-term. So even if he is out this week, it's probably a one-week thing, and then he can make your decisions from there. Okay, Bulldogs, Cowboys here. Hayes Perham has been doing great. Still half an option here. I think he could do well against the Cowboys. They're missing some outside backs there. Peter Hiku comes back, but Brendan Elliott is the player that comes in for our beautiful man, Murray Talangi, on the edge. Uh, yeah, so... Hey, how do you think the dogs are going this one? I think it'll be pretty close. And at that home as well, Paul Alamotti is scoring well. I think he's still a great option to play in this game. He does come up against Hiku, who has been fairly solid, but that left side, I think, can do some damage down the right of Peter Hiku and Kyle Felt with Townsend there. And they'll have Mr. Hylam Luki potentially on that right or Cohen Hess. So Hylam Luki comes back and you definitely need to keep an eye on him as a potential option this week or next. They have Jeremiah Nanai out for two weeks, but Lukey will end up in that 11 role. That's where he was for the majority of last year. And with no Tom Gilbert to take minutes off him, I think Cohen Hess will come back through the middle. They do have Mitch Dunn in that 15 role. I think he'll come on for Cohen Hess when Cohen Hess goes off or goes to the middle. And that's the way they'll play it. Griffin Neem as well, still there uh, for bigger minutes. Riley Price is on the bench. So 
not a heap of big minute guys on that bench with James Tamer out as well with a bit of an injury. So a few guys out for the Cowboys. We'll be interesting to see how this goes. Matt Burton, I'm still slightly worried about his scoring potential going forward. 40-odd last week. There's so many guys doing well in that half position. You know, Johnson and the, and the like. They're just much more consistent and scoring way better. I still think he can hold off on Burton. But I can understand why people are looking to put him in their side because he's so cheap and doing a yeah, doing an okay job there and potential for big, big scores going forward. Tom Chester, I think, is a hold, guys. Clearly, obviously not a buy this week. He'll have one more week. There's potential that he goes to the wing instead of Brendan Elliott. So keep an eye on that. Elliott is a winger. Chester is a fullback slash half. So how they play that. Or Chester can go to the interchange, but I still think they've got Granville as that better option there. But the way Chester's been playing, the effort he's been putting in, I think he deserves a spot in this side. If you have Reese Robson, don't be trading him out either. Jacob Preston, keep starting him. And Sutton could potentially hold for one week, but I think he's probably a trade out as well. All of these guys we will clearly go through in the buy, risk it, hold, and sell with Scoop. Video will be being made tonight and posting tomorrow morning. So I wish you all the best luck heading into round five and I hope you enjoy all the content this week. Make sure you check out all those videos. I really appreciate your support. Just by watching all of those is the best way to support me. Thanks guys. Have a good one. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.